Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Wild. Yeah, how do you feel about Nicolas Cage as an actor? I feel like Nicolas Cage is a talented actor who maybe has questionable range, but I feel like that's also fair to say about a lot of other actors, like Bruce Willis, like... Angry White Guy? Brad Pitt. Um, Brad Pitt has range, come on now. He's a movie star character actor. Are you serious? Snatch? Fight Club? Hey, Troy? I'm, I'm Brad Pitt. I look good and now I'm Now and Louise? Hey, I'm Brad Pitt. I look good and I'm also lazy and charismatic. I'm Brad Pitt. And watch me stare at the camera all distant looking. These are fucking fighting words. I'm not saying Brad Pitt isn't talented at what he does, but what I'm saying is Brad Pitt has a character that he plays well. And he can take that character, sure, into lots of different styles. No, what I'm movie, saying is the amount of characters that Brad that can, can play is rising up! No, they're not. And they're still crashing through. And we're crashing through. This is Doc and Ziggy with, with the, the flood. flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less, and let the disappointment sink in on Doc right now. You won't be disappointed, though for tuning in to this week's episode, even though I'm already upset at the fact that Zig doesn't understand. Because I'm bringing my pop perspective to put Brad Pitt's culture in context for him. No, no you're not. And make the obvious make sense. What you're doing is falling into the mainstream and not giving people who really deserve like their character acting credit. Like, Give Lakeith. me an example, like what, Steve Buscemi? Fucking Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield is great. Is an amazing <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield is great. I it do doesn't play the same character in every fucking role that he's in. He doesn't act the same way. Acting the same way. How do you feel about Leonardo DiCaprio? Leonardo DiCaprio has range. Okay. Brad Pitt is... As long as you actor. at least give Leo his... Brad Leo Pitt is, due. is a good actor. Brad Pitt does not have range. How about this? We agree to disagree. I think you're just upset to admit the truth, sir. The next time you go back and watch Brad Pitt in a Brad Pitt movie, you tell me that you don't know that that's Brad Pitt you're watching. You know who is really a hard time trying to accept the truth? You know who has more range than Brad Pitt? Samuel L. Jackson. But he's always Samuel L. Jackson, no matter no, what role I, he is playing. <laughs> it's like seeing Snoop Dogg on anything. You know it's Snoop Dogg, <laughs> even though it's believable. You're just like, okay, that's Snoop Dogg on a Kuchke show. Okay, that's Snoop Dogg getting tried for murder. Okay, that's Snoop Dogg coaching a football team. I feel like somewhere Brad Pitt 
got extremely pissed just now. Like, imagining that he's listening to this podcast being like, well, who the fuck is Doc to say I have no goddamn range? And then I was like, you know who Brad Pitt, range? if you're listening, tweet at Doc and tell him how mad you are. We will take <laughs> I, all of the retweets. No, this is like, and then he's like, but fucking Samuel L. Jackson does? No, but motherfucking? Yo. You know Samuel L. Jackson uh, is the actor who's been in the most movies that are the highest grossing of all time. Hold on. I would like to answer the question for anybody who thinks that Brad Pitt has more range than Samuel Jackson by asking the question, could Brad Pitt be a Jedi and also save a bunch of people from snakes on a plane? I was actually going to say, could Brad Pitt be a Jedi, and also the get off my lawn guy from get yeah. from Black Snake mode. Well, what was that also, what was that movie he fucking did where he was like the cop, uh, fucking How Lakeview, would Brad Pitt do a shaft? What was it, Lakeview Terrace or whatever? Like, that shit was one of underrated was probably one of I feel like Samuel Jackson's best roles where he played that fucking corrupt creepy neighborhood fucking cop. Yo. Yeah, well, I mean I really like Samuel L. Jackson in Unbreakable. Which is a good segue to there's a new M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie coming out. What a twist! It's and it's ironically named by the, Old. It's out, yes, because that <laughs> saying that it's coming out will be old by the time this. this Not only that, drops. the first thing they're like from the writer and director of The Sixth Sense. And I'm like, this dude has been riding off of this movie for 20 years now. I don't know if we can blame that on him or his marketing team, but I mean, when you have got a hit, you let it fly, right? Like, do you think that Lil Wayne doesn't go places and people still ask him to play fucking songs that I'm sure he's like bling bling, like at least one time, right during every concert? Right. How like, do you, how do you think it for feels like to at be, least ten seconds? Right. How do you think it feels to be a nineties like, rock so- or a nineties rock band who still tours for one song? That's a debate you don't want to have with me right now because I feel like being toxic today's episode. Speaking of toxic, you just watched the delicious video of Tucker Carlson in a. Fish and tackle shop. That's not in Montana, being B rated. That's because he's not like just toxic. He was told you are the worst human being on the planet. I don't disagree. Neither do I. I just want to say you can throw that video right up here. Pause it. Let's just look and relish at its deliciousness. I mean, I'm mm. sure there are people out there right now that are probably suggesting. I don't know, Jeffrey Epstein, right? But he's not on the- Dick Rocket! Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of Jeffrey Bezos. (sighs) Who may also be a contender for the worst human being on the planet. I mean, nobody makes a trillion dollars by being a decent person. And if you don't believe me, then I guess we can fight about it on the internet. But- (laughs) A friend of mine actually has the belief that, and I'm sure you'll actually agree with this if if you haven't already said it, being a billionaire is ethically wrong. 
I mean, I guess if you mean like morally, ethically wrong, then like yeah, oh, it's it's wealth hoarding, right? You're and you're it, making more than you can possibly and spend. I think I think where people have a hard time making the distinction with this argument is the fact that I think it's important to distinguish the difference between having a billion dollar company right a trillion dollar company like that's a whole different ethical argument right where you know you can determine a set of values for oh shit i forgot my sunglasses they can tell i'm a vampire get the fuck get the fuck speaking on personal wealth though i feel like speaking on personal wealth i feel like i don't know a billion dollars no, it doesn't feel like a judgment that's too far, though. Like, I'm, it's, it is. It's fucking wealth hoarding. I mean, I don't know. I, don't we know. Could, I, I mean, we watched another viral video, if you want to talk about that. That one was actually pretty, pretty relevant. Well, I just feel like people are probably sitting there like, how the fuck is it wealth hoarding? Like, what do you mean wealth hoarding? How is being a billionaire like, I mean, like, why? Why does one person need all of that money? Why? Why no one man? <laughs> HBO, what Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus. What are you talking about? That's what you need the billion dollars for. It's a fuck ton of streaming services. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess if inflation keeps rising the way that it is. You want to talk about something frustrating me? <laughs> this is frustrating me. I'm just trying not to be like, I don't know, inconsiderate after I said I was feeling toxic. Well, I mean, you you did tell us about the wedding you were at this weekend, where you were the DJ and the MC. I just was the only black guy there. And this was, you know, a close, like, family wedding. Not, you know, this these were family friends. So it's not like... I felt totally uncomfortable at this wedding at all. Like... I just, um, I had to rescue a boat that my son let loose, so that was fun. Now, do you um, mean that? Do you mean that facetiously, or do you mean like that no, actually is fun I, sometimes? No. Oh, uh, what? Being the only yeah. black guy in the room? Yeah, no. Sometimes it is fun. So you know what pisses me off? How the fuck does America lose in basketball at the Olympics? Oh my god. <laughs> I paused for dramatic effect just now, but goddamn, like, wait, to who? France. No, I mean, France, like, you okay, know, like, international so, basketball is not, like, a joke anymore. Like, France no, does have, yeah. you know, Rudy Everybody, Gobert, who's Defensive Player of the Year, Evan Fournier, wait, wait, who's... Wait, Rudy Gobert went to France? No, Rudy Gobert is French. Oh, wait, for real? Yeah, like, they used to have Tony Parker, who's French. Damn. Evan Fournier is French. And he plays for the Celtics. Like, international basketball is not a joke. Okay. But. But. We have, like, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, um, we're supposed Kevin to, Durant. We're like, supposed, we're to, supposed to, to win by 40. We're supposed to be Cobra Kai in this situation. Yes. Right? <laughs> we're, supposed to, we're supposed to be Cobra Kai before Karate Kid happened. Like, we're supposed to win by 40. What's happened in America? Hey. This is, this is, you know, Doc checking in, letting you know that, um, you're fucking up. All right. And we need to get our shit together. We can't be losing basketball. We're supposed to be the sport country, right? Like, we're supposed to be... Sports ball! 
the most athletic. And we swear we don't use steroids. No, no. Although, what did you tell me about baseball earlier? Didn't you tell like it's just oh. more proof, more proof that they should just let niggas cheat in baseball, right? Like, oh, we'll get into that. So the people on the U.S. How national make team. Baseball more entertaining. We have All Star Bam Adebayo, Devin Booker All Star, MVP okay. Kevin Durant, okay, Jeremy Grant, three times uh, champion Draymond Green, okay, Drew Holiday who just okay. won the championship, okay, Zach Levine okay. who is a powerhouse in Chicago, Damian fucking Lillard. Fail McGee. Right, so it sounds Chris like Chris Middleton, the team, who just got back from the finals. Jason fucking Tatum. So it sounds like the team should be stacked, right? Yeah, should, we should win by 40 points. Like, we have Kevin easy, Durant and David Lillard. Easy. What are we doing? And Jason Tatum. Clean, right? And not happening. Not so how. We lost. How bad did we lose, though? Uh, I don't even care. Honestly, the fact that we lost it all. Is a blower to you right now? Okay, but like it maybe it's so we're out though, right? Like we're no, 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 no. no. This is group play. This is group play. So there's always a chance to come back and redeem ourselves, right? Like we now we understand the competition we're up against, so we can. The thing that's disappointing is we should have known. Like we lost eighty-three to seventy-six. International basketball rules are different also. Are they? How yeah, the three-point line is closer, which is another reason that we should, should just be destroying people. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't help our argument at all. No, um, that does not build a great... But they, they do have different rules for international play. That doesn't build a great defense case, though. Nope. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Nope. Like That's I said, we have Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, and Devin Booker, who are all known for being ace shooters... It's like, what's happening? Maybe, I mean, maybe they got D on lot over there in France. I don't know oh, what oh, sport oh, I was watching. <laughs> I don't know what sport I was watching. But it was basically like a combination of like basketball, soccer, and dodgeball. So like people were just like dribbling the ball, throwing it across. And there was like a three-point line, but there was like a big net and like a soccer goalie. And then you try to throw the ball into the net. Right. And like the, the right. and it was okay. high scoring. Like, right. Like basketball, I'm like, this is fucking lit. Intense, right? I've always okay, yeah. So, is it time for a new sport? Like, is it time for like, cause esports? I miss slam ball. It's taking, ooh, yeah, but slam ball, that's so many injuries. Oh, like, yeah. I think it was fucked. Well, I think somebody got their leg stuck in the hoop. I've at least seen that YouTube ah, video. That's god. The damn really it. old one. God damn it, yo! Can you imagine? The worst part of the worst part about that can video you, is they kept it filming. Like, you, just no. cut the video off. No, imagine thinking you coming down for this serious like killer dunk, right? Like you about to end a nigga whole life with this dunk, right? Like you about to shatter backboard and everything, right? And all you end up shattering is your fucking tibula, nigga. It reminds me of the greatest dunker of all time, Vince Carter in the god slam dunk contest. It, Jumping and then hanging onto the rim right here. Oh god. And 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 what happened? Um, no, he was fine. Oh, okay. God, see why why you set me up like that? Though. I'm saying like, because 
it could have ended terribly it, just it, like that. Right. We're just happening to talk about Vince Carter, the greatest dunker of all time, uh, and somebody... That's all you wanted to do was drop that in there. No, 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 no. Greatest dunker of all time. No, and no, that... no, no, no. My man said it's qualified. Like... It is! Like, I mean, people have done some wild shit like that. Okay, okay, but... Vince Carter could also take off a suit the... and still... He could... Actually, they were in a studio, and he was in full dress... With dress shoes on, and they had a hoop okay. there, he still was able to dunk the ball. And this happened like six months ago. I mean, if you do this shit right, then that's what you would expect. If you were a, if you knew somebody who was a professional boxer that got knocked out in like a fucking Golden Corral line. Like the other thing that's going to be a defining part of Vince Carter's career is he's the greatest. He's the greatest dunker of all time for starters. And the other thing is he played in four decades: nineties, two thousands, twenty tens, twenty twenties. I feel like we talked about that before. Space and you know what the funny to- thing is? Is the uh, U.S. might want to call in on this because they said the Tokyo Olympics could still be canceled as more athletes are getting COVID. Like- USA loses again. They'll be like, uh, everybody on our everything is COVID. Cancel. You say that, right? But I'm here and, you know, uh, fucking, what was it? L.A. County, I feel like, went into... I- Maybe just mask ordinance. I almost feel like Simone I Biles did win a gold last night, though. And uh, there's rumors I've heard about the Fox Circuit. Don't don't <laughs> quote me that they may be shutting Colorado back down, or maybe you know going into. Um, and this is probably why my it. Deftones tickets have gotten delayed because, like I said, it's at least a national tour. It's. People won't go get the vaccine, which I guess you're entitled to. Although, talking about France, Macron is talking about forcing people to get vaccinated at this point. Maybe. I don't know. Allegedly, that's what I heard. Don't. I've walked into two places recently where they had a mask order. Oh, like an everybody mask order, even if you're vaccinated, they put the fucking mask on. All right, so the two places were. Yeah. The international supermarket and the barbershop. That's funny because I've been to plenty of black-owned establishments. Oh, well, I guess you don't get your hair cut at a black-owned establishment. I do, actually. <laughs> oh, you do? I do. Yeah. <laughs> My man said, ha-ha, M. Night Shyamalan. What a twist. I do get I actually just follow my stylist wherever she goes. So I've gotten it cut in like a salon. I've yeah. gotten it, I got oh, it yeah. cut in Floyd's okay. when she worked there, a different yeah. Floyd's, and now she's at a straight line cut in Glen Burnie. Okay. So I go there. Okay. You want to shout her out? Roxy, you're the best. If anybody needs to get a good stylist, barber, anything, I got you. I will send you to Roxy. Also, it's cool. Like, I walked in there with my Kyrie's one time, but I walked out and he held the door for me and he was like, yo, those are fire. I felt kind of it. Oh my God. Where is it coming from? What? The sound, the music. You don't hear it? I did, but what was it? I don't know. It sounded like dun, dun, dun. Did you hear that beat? I heard some kind of like chirping or chiming just now. All right, we gotta go figure out where this ghost is. Break! You take a sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by multiplicity of operations. 
recorded at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. Doc, in his natural environment, the angle of the camera, so he can better get a shot at his prey. And by that, I mean viewers and listeners to podcasts and YouTube videos. Now watch as he angles the camera. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. This is Ziggy with the analysis of the internal workings of the fraud with Doc and Ziggy. All right, so where were we at? I have some good... Title shift. Oh yeah. What? What the fuck? So let's remind the listeners what title shifts are. Where we, we take, take one person and another person, person and flip them. And flip them with another person. And it could be anyone from an actor to an actor, a historical figure to another historical figure. It's Vice versa. They can, be, they can be relevant or completely off the wall. What's what kind of scenario? Like a, anything could happen when you step in the world of the title shifts. I sounded like that dude from uh, the movie trailers. Coming this fall. Coming this fall. Matt Damon in a is world an exterminator. But this is not any ordinary gig. He goes to Brian Cranston's house to find that there is a rabid dog living underneath his porch. Somebody. But this isn't just any dog. This is a zombie dog where Brad Pitt as Leon Kennedy is called in. Introducing Resident Suburban Evil. I was gonna say somebody is really on tonight. Somebody is on tonight. All right. All right. So let's talk so about let's one talk where you can where you can actually be like, okay, I can see that. We'll take Michael B. Jordan and a young Denzel. Okay. So you want me to put Michael B. Jordan in? In glory, glory, or a young Denzel okay. in Creed. I feel like Michael B. Or Jordan. Or young Denzel as Killmonger. And you want Denzel in Fruitvale Station? Like, I feel like okay, yeah, no, that one's not hard to see. Denzel in Creed, though, that would be interesting. I feel like he'd be able to play it up as more like angry. Could you think Denzel as Killmonger? And I guess. Yes! Absolutely I can see Denzel as Killmonger. But you're asking me to see Michael B. Jordan, though, as, uh, what the fuck was the detective's name from... The Insider? (laughs) Now I'm thinking about Michael B. Jordan as John Q, right? I'm thinking about Um, Michael B. Jordan as Frank Lucas from American Gangster. No, Mike... Nah... That one I can't see. As I much. don't like that as much. No, I feel like Michael I feel B. like young Denzel fits into more Michael B. Jordan movies than Michael B. Jordan fits into the Denzel movies. Because Denzel has range. Fuck you. Okay, okay, okay. Just say. Here's one that's probably already been done on the internet. It's but not like I'm taking shots at Brad Pitt. I just want y'all to understand what range actually is. Okay, so this one the internet has probably already done. But let's take Sylvie and replace her with Loki. Take Sylvie variant of Loki and put her as the Loki in the standard MCU. 
She might win in the first Avengers. Okay, I haven't watched enough Loki in order to actually speak on this one. That's kind of all you shooting for hoops there, because... Right. I need to... I forgot I to that get you were up to date on, on the culture to put it in context. Not everybody is obsessed with Marvel, my nigga. Some people are obsessed with reality TV shows. I learned this week that there is a whole-ass app for all of those bullshit Bravo reality TV shows. Upper Deck. Is it called Quibi? No, it's called Hey You. Right? <laughs> it's got Keeping Up with the Kardashians all there, all the Real Housewives series, right? And you don't have to surf through your Hulu and the rest of that other bullshit to get to what you really want to watch, which is rich people getting drunk and arguing about why the platters aren't right and how Carol is such a bitch and inconsiderate. Next one. Next title shit. Okay, now this is one I got inspired from our board earlier. Okay. Let's take David Bowie and Prince and right. put them in the 12 o'clock boys. Who the fuck are the 12 o'clock boys? The guys with the motorcycles in Baltimore. Uh, David Bowie and Prince running a, a motorcycle gang. <sighs> this is the most flamboyant West Side Story <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> The fuck? What do you think that biker gang would be like? <laughs> oh, I'm not saying Jerry that. Curls. Jerry right. Curls would never have gone out of style. Right. Can we even that is literally a biker club. Right? Like you know how biker gangs like to call themselves yeah. clubs? Like, no, that is literally a club. What would right? the name of it be? Can you imagine a bunch of niggas in frilly dress shirts? Riding down the road with fucking motorcycle helmets on? Popping dirt bike wheelies. What kind of bikes do you think they would ride? Like Harleys? Well, I said the 12 o'clock boys, so oh, they okay. would be on dirt, dirt bikes. bikes. All right, right. So even wilder, right? Like, so what you want me to imagine is the most homosexually questionable dirt bike gang. How about we use the word androgynous? The most androgynous dirt bike gang. I'm pretty sure Bowie has done some gay shit. Though. I'm pretty sure like, too. And it. And I'm pretty sure Prince might have as well. May have done some. I mean, I don't know. Going out on stage with your ass out, right? And, and anyway, the whole point is. It's almost confirmed that Bowie has. I don't feel like dirt bike handles are the only throttles that this biker gang will be pulling. Next one. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Now this one, I think is really funny. I Take, that joke was I've, I've written several duos here. Okay. Dumb and Dumber, Jada Kiss and Styles P, Thelma and Louise, Tyler Durden and Narrator, Falcon Winter Soldier, Tulio and Miguel, and I want you to take, you can even pick another duo and make them Lewis and Clark. And make them Lewis and, do I have to make them Lewis and Clark? Yep, because they are exploring the Louisiana Purchase. When you uh -huh. said that, I immediately wanted to see Styles P and Jadakiss do Cheech and Chong. Because I feel like that would be a fun movie. That would be um, a fun movie. It would also be Wouldn't it just more be a more gangster how high? Kinda. <laughs> Which I'm totally here for. Though, I, right? would be, like, I would be there for Who would too. not be here for them? Oh, but what kind of duo Styles would you P, want? No, hold on. Wait, just Styles P and Jadakiss and a fucking buddy comedy, right? About, like, I don't know, selling, selling juice because they don't sell cocaine anymore, guys. It's fucking racist. 
if you thought I was gonna say, say cocaine, cause Styles P runs a juice bar now. Anyway, so who would I want to see be Lewis and Clark? Exploring the Louisiana Purchase. Now keep in mind that they, they, there are historical ramifications here. Like how fucked up would our map look? I don't think you're gonna like my answer. Go for it. Jimmy Neutron and Carl Weezer. Yes. <laughs> that would be. I, I that feel would like be that funny. is an episode of Jimmy Neutron as we speak. Um, I'm sure it wasn't just Jimmy and Carl because Sheen had to go with them everywhere. So maybe Jimmy and Sheen. Maybe Jimmy and Sheen. If I want an entertainment factor here. <laughs> the one that I thought of that would be hilarious would be Miguel and Tulio from Road to El Dorado. Okay, or, yeah, well, that's kind of what That's basically the movie. I was going to say, yeah. Like, it's like them. That's not fun. Maybe, like. Batman and Robin. What would Batman and Robin no. be as um, Lewis and Clark? I feel like they've done that before. I'm trying to think of something really off the wall. Oh, fucking Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. I'd watch the fuck out of that movie. <laughs> Why haven't they I made would watch that movie? That, they Hello, should. They should. I would watch the fuck out of that movie. Yeah. Look, here I am, just sitting in my living room, coming up with what do, what do we call that movie? ideas. Just Lewis and Clark? Lewis and Clark? Go to L.A. No, Lewis and Clark Incorporated. Yo, because it would totally be some money-making scheme. And right? then they could have, like, Eva Mendez or someone as Sacagawea that's just like, all right, guys, you're retarded. Maybe we could find an, an actual Native American like actress to play in the role. I'm not, you know, white shaming you, but <laughs> I mean, I did say Eva Mendez. Yeah, I mean, yeah, least. it was pretty close. It was pretty close. Also, Eva Mendez was she was Will Ferrell's wife in the other guys. God, that movie was so fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, that's another. Okay, those two as in character as Lewis and Clark, I would also watch the fuck out of Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg in those characters. Ooh, ooh. Nah, Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Isn't that just Jumanji with Mark Wahlberg? Mm, I don't know. I feel like it might be a little bit different, bro. I feel like you're undercutting my movie idea here. Just imagine The Rock and Mark Wahlberg <laughs> trying to... That would be so disproportionate, because Mark Wahlberg's like actually really short, Exactly, and they're just trying to out-charm each other with the natives and shit. Well, no, I mean, Mark Wahlberg would be the angry Boston guy to borrow a Bill Simmons fucking... Exactly why. ...a shtick. You think you're better than me? <laughs> Duh. Then they'd just be trying to outdo each other the entire trip, and that's how calamity ensues. You mean like the rocket uh, Vin Diesel? So The Rock actually spoke out this week and mentioned that he, or not this week, but recently spoke out and mentioned that he will not be continuing with the Fast and the Furious franchise. Kind of reacted to some statements made by Vin Diesel. I was gonna say statements made by the flood with Doc and Ziggy. No, statements made by Vin Diesel, um, because I guess Vin Diesel was an executive producer on Fast and the Furious, and you know how them niggas be beefing, right? And Vin was like, look, I'ma be, I'ma make sure I get an acting role in whatever movie that I be producing on, you know what I'm saying? And The Rock was like, I find that laughable. David Bowie and Prince as Lewis and Clark. The whole left half of the country will be drawn with sparkles. So you just want Lewis and Clark meets Brokeback Mountain. <sighs> All right, look, I just want to throw and this I out totally there. Imagine hold on, no, 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 no,
the likelihood of them having gay sex is less likely than them double teaming Sacagawea. I was gonna say this movie is essentially David Bowie trying to get Prince to have gay sex. Because I don't feel like Prince would push it. Anyway, as we roll. We roll it! Okay, so I thought of this one, and this is kind of like a more abstract one, right? Okay. But it could also be very easily just put the other way. Okay. I said the four Warriors of Light from Final Fantasy 1 and the four kids from South Park. You could put the four kids from South Park in a Final Fantasy. Did, fighting goblins and shit, or isn't that you just, can just put like four blank characters in South Park and see how them. It's basically four Kennys, which makes sense because you die video, all the time anyway. Yo, there was a South Park video game where it was like a turn-by-turn turn RPG video game. Yes, yeah, South Park and the Stick of Truth, or no, God damn it, it's South Park and the Fractured Butthole. I think there's what like four South Park games because I know there's South Park Racing. There's a South Park racing game? For the N64. South Park and the Stick of Truth. I can't the Fractured Butthole are the two. Yeah, are the two turn-by-turn -turn, uh, based RPG games, I think. That's wild. Yeah. I haven't played either of those. God damn it. Yeah, I mean, they, they look pretty fun, I'm not gonna lie. Compared to, like, what... Do you remember the original fucking South Park video game? South Park Racing? No, it was the fucking South Park first-person shooter game. <sighs> no. Oh my god, what was that joint called? This shit, I used to, I put in mad, uh, unnecessary hours on that. You know what was a great fucking game? Conquer Live and Reloaded. Conquer's Bad Fur Day was a great That's game. That's what Live and Reloaded was. It was, yeah, it was Bad it was. Fur Day, but then they also had like those D-Day scenarios and shit, and those were fun as fuck. They like remastered it, I think is all. Yeah, and then they added a couple like extra. You're talking about God, what would you the battle arena shooter shit that they had? Yep. That mini game. No, yeah, that 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 shit was, was ridiculous. That, that was so fun. Was that pre Call of Duty? Yeah. Yeah. It nah. was on the Xbox yeah. One. Yeah. Nah. Like that. The first X. I'm sorry. The first Xbox. That shit used to get in. That shit used to get down. All right, so I got one more. The Witcher trio. Okay. And the Animaniacs. What the f- It's time for Witcher Maniacs. Toss a coin and he'll combat. Monsters he's attract, he'll slash and then come back. It's Witcher Maniacs. Come join the Witcher trio as they walk around the lot. Geralt's super angry because Freya found a plot. There's a spooky tower, season two's a lock. But there's more people and some creeple, trust me it's a lot. I cannot believe you you put a lot of time into that, right? And so you just want to see Henry. Uh, so I would want to see. Like, I would want to see either a cartoon version of The Witcher. So I feel like a cartoon version of The Witcher would look more like Red and Stimpy. I'm thinking like Red and Stimpy. Wow, I was gonna say Castlevania, right? Right to do this. Well, show I'm thinking justice. if it's Animaniac style, yeah, it would be like Red and Stimpy. Like, all right, so Red and Stimpy meets Castlevania. I would actually be totally in for. Like, if it's, like, Castlevania Did animation, say, but they just go, like, bonk, and then he has, like, his eyes pop out and stuff like that. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know what is happening with today's episode. <laughs> the Witcher, that is the most random... Toss a coin and he'll combat. And my nigga built... 
they dropped the trailer for the season two of The Witcher like two weeks ago, by the way. But I would totally watch The Witcher cartoon, Animaniac style. I, yeah, okay, so look. Also, I, the I Animaniacs think... as The Witcher would be pretty funny. But also, like, so do you, you need want... to slay this monster? Yakko looks at the camera. Can you believe this guy? Do you want Henry Caviezel or Henry, what is it, Henry Cavill, Cavill as, like, Yakko? And... Yes. Henry Cavill would be Yakko. The bard, the bard guy would be Wacko. And, and then Freya would be Duck. And they live in the tower? No, they don't, I mean, like... No, yes, no, because now I want... They can't live in the tower. There's no. just the spooky tower. No, 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 because I want you to do this the opposite way now, right? Like, we've heard what you want, right? Like, we've heard the scenario you want. Now I want you to imagine the inverse of what <laughs> this fucking time shift you were causing is going to have. Oh, man, I'm going to try to remember how I can do my wacko, because he'd be like... So Gerald is sitting in the tower... Right. Gerald is sitting in the tower, and Wacko is the bard. I can't remember his name. Freya is... Is Dot. And they are plotting on how to escape the lot and kill a monster, or... Yes. I, I guess... Well, I mean, like, Gerald's basically a mercenary. Yeah. So... And he's, he's a witcher, and because of them being a witcher, he had to have, like, some crazy ritual or something. Okay. It basically so, takes away his So I'm imagining... I'm imagining... They get hired out as mercenaries to annoy the shit out of people, right? Because that's what oh, the anime as like interrogator. <laughs> that's what they no, not even as interrogator. They just kind of, like I don't know. My boss was a dickhead today, so can you like piss her off? <laughs> and Gerald shows up. To ah, I would also watch this. Look, and by Gerald you mean Yakko, Wacko, and Dot? No, I mean Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald as Gerald live, live action or like just would they do like an Animaniacs bit live action where Gerald oh god you just said two words that when put together in the wrong way really made me cringe just now live action Animaniacs that's three words two phrases grammar Nazi like don't call me a grammar Nazi that's based in white supremacists white supremacy well I mean you just kind of like tried to use grammar to belittle me just but you were the one that brought the term up that's reverse rate reverse racism doesn't exist everybody so live action animaniacs would be trash would be so nightmare inducing or would it be like the powerpuff girls remake? i think it would that be like that nicholas cage movie Oh god! Oh god! Like fucking what was it? I forgot what it was called already. Willy's Wonderworld. Yeah, Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland. With all the creepy animatronic. Also, I was watching. Actually, I was getting my hair cut earlier this week, and they had Beetlejuice on, and I'm like, oh wow, these 1980s like animation. It's like I imagine it being kind of like that where it's like claymation, like put really close in front of the camera while they're zoomed out really far to make the actors look small. What are we talking about again? We're talking about the NBA playoffs. <laughs> Wait, how did you drag it all the way back to the fucking NBA? <laughs> because you forgot what we were talking about. So, so... Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks win the NBA finals. Oh, damn. Yep, damn. they won in six games. They lost the first two to the Suns and then won four straight. Damn, so were they the favorite? 
They weren't the favorite, but Giannis went full like freak mode. Like he he had like two fifty point games, uh, and like the one the the last game they were like he can't make free throws, and then he went like sixteen for eighteen on the line, had fifty points, and he had this one incredible play I put where the team on my back. He had this one incredible play where he's guarding Devin Booker down the court. Yeah. And Devin Booker throws an alley oop to DeAndre Ayton from the right shoulder, okay. or from the uh, yeah the right shoulder top of the key to the Real lower left shot. shoulder to the lower left elbow Ooh. to uh, DeAndre Ayton, yeah. and Giannis goes from guarding face up to Devin Booker to turning around and blocking DeAndre Ayton's shot. Shit, shit, my man was like calculated with it, like uh, hammer time. So congratulations Yay! to the Congratulations Bucks. to the Bucks. Do you think their it's first, going... Their first championship in literally 50 years. That's what I was... One of the questions I was going to ask. I was also going to ask, um, do you think... Who who made MVP? Uh, the MVP this year was Nikola Jokic from the Nuggets. Okay. And he deserved it. Giannis won the two MVPs prior. Oh, well. I mean, a three-peat would have been nice, though, right? Like... What's Larry Bird won three MVPs in a row. I was going to say, what's the stat? Larry Bird won three MVPs in a row. I believe LeBron won three MVPs in a row. So Larry, LeBron, and then it would have been Giannis, but... Jordan. Jordan won three MVPs MVPs in a row. row. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There are people right now probably screaming at their, like, fucking speakers, like, how could you forget it? Sorry, guys. Jordan's great. We get it. But he's also a dickhead. Jesus. I mean, said, look, you make a comment one time, right? You let some shit slip because you thought you was just being cheeky. But I feel bad for Chris Paul. It's what? cool. It, why? Because this is the closest he's ever gotten to the finals. Uh, do you think it's I'm over always for like, him, though? I've always liked Chris Paul. That's do why. you think it's over for him, though? Do you think no. Chris Paul, Chris Paul has still shown that he can transform a team. Okay. And so. he's, there are certain players I feel like their mind can carry them like their mind and then their fundamentals that have refined over their career, they can compensate for their declining body. I feel like, well, like you know, that's why I think LeBron is going to be able to play for pretty much as long as he wants. He's one of the smartest basketball players right. ever. And drive and ambition and intelligence combined to make efficient. Combined with peak physical conditioning that's, that's and what being I mean a by force effic- of nature of an athlete. That's what I mean by efficiency, though, right? Like, when you take that drive and that ambition and you combine it with the proper intelligence, you get an efficiency out of the situation that somebody who is just playing for the fun of it or who is in it for the moment, you know, who's not really thinking about or analyzing what it means to be a functioning athlete, right? And how the body can deteriorate. A lot of people don't think about recovery, right? Like, as we say this, what I'm going to do after this podcast is done is a bunch of fucking stretching and yoga and shit like that because after heavy working out all fucking week and really pushing my body, you need to and should do recovery more than once a fucking week. Yeah, there's uh, something I saw where it was like, here's a good way to describe how LeBron is great. Like, say somebody may be better than LeBron at the start of the season. We'll say they have 120 points, right? Right. And we'll say LeBron has 10. Okay. But because of how LeBron is, like, conditioning himself and everything, for every, like, 15%, the uh, we'll say 20% for easy math, that they go out over the season, LeBron will only lose, like, five. 
Right. Because so after like that one person will drop from 120 to 100, LeBron will be 95. That person will drop from 100 to 80, LeBron will be 90. Right. Because LeBron is running consistent plays that, or plays that have He's keeping care of himself. He doesn't right. have any of that wear down. That's what I mean. He's running plays that have consistently shown themselves to benefit him in the most efficient way possible. Yeah. Right? Like things that are not, that get the job done without him putting too much stress on his body. Like, you know, you can push Sometimes the other thing is, to, like when they say great, is because his body can do that. Not everybody's can. There's a lot to be said about athletes and genetics, right? And I don't want to sound too bring in eugenics for like eugenics. the fifth straight episode, right? But I mean, I also feel like with proper conditioning and shit, anybody can really get to a peak. Maybe not LeBron physical condition, right? But a physical condition, a peak physical condition that even you would the be best impressed. Of, the best of their abilities. Yeah. That There's a, uh, you would be impressed, right, to see the kind of things that you could achieve at your peak physical fitness. There's an episode of Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell. I don't know if you've listened to that podcast or not. I love it. It's something you would really love. You can start. The episodes are rather timeless. Okay. One of the episodes was about Wilt Chamberlain and his 100-point game. So Wilt Chamberlain is notoriously a terrible free throw free throw shooter. Okay. His 100-point game, you know, the historic 100-point game, where he's holding up the picture of 100 and everything, he shot his free throws underhand. And he made, like, all of them. Rick Barry, okay, for his career, like, one of his signatures is he shot underhand. And for his, all his shots? For all of his shots. And he he was explaining, he's like, look, it's a lot more natural of a position for the human body and everything. And he was teaching his son how to throw it, how to shoot a free throw. His son was like, but I'll look like a wimp or I'll look like a girl or a granny shot. And he's like, look, they won't make fun of you if you keep making them. There was one year that Rick Barry missed seven free throws. All year. How many? Seven. How many did he? But I mean, how many did he take that year? Do you know? Uh, the most, the least amount of free throws that Steph Curry has missed in a season is like over 40. Rick Barry missed seven. Damn. So the whole point of the episode is Wilt Chamberlain's greatest achievement is the 100-point game where he did something against the grain but was more successful. He then chose to go back and do a regular free throw shot where his free throw percentage then plummeted. And the whole point of the, the podcast was Rick Barry did everything he could to be the best basketball player he could be He's not as good as Wilt Chamberlain, right. but Wilt Chamberlain but, consciously decided to not fulfill his potential because he chose to shoot a way that he knew was less effective because oh, okay. of protecting his ego of coming across like a sissy. I see what you're saying. <laughs> so even though standing up and peeing makes you feel like a man, you should really sit down and pee because it's more efficient and clean. Rick Barry's son, who is in college, I believe right now, is the is one of two other people who shoot underhand, and he has the highest free throw percentage in college. My man said, I don't have to clean the bottoms of my toilet because I don't piss all over my toilet <laughs> And like what Rick Barry said to me really stuck out, and he said, they won't make fun of you if you're good. How many times have I said something like that to you? 
it's he's not wrong. He's not lying, right? Like I don't necessarily see any issue with the statement, right? But there is something that looks very whimsical and <laughs> oh, absolutely, and soft about. Uh, I've tried the shot. For me, it doesn't work, but I can totally see the physics of how it does, because the ball like goes well, right yeah. up in a perfect arc, has perfect spin, and I'm it's like, I can see it. how this works. It's the mathematics is sound, right? It makes sense, and just the whole point of the podcast was people will consciously choose to do something that is less effective if it maintains a different standard. Ah, how true that rings for so many different things. And on that note, was that our final title shift? Uh, yeah, that wasn't even the title shift at that point. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, we were done with those. So on that That note, was just a, a coherent, fluid conversation starting from the NBA Finals, actually. Oh, that's because I forgot what we were talking about. Break! Listeners who didn't wish to hear about such things should turn off their radios. Yeah. Hey, you said you have some secrets. It'll cost 99 souls. No one can tell any secrets in here. There are no secrets inside the walls. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Do you know there are actually, there's actually a castle that is built so that you can whisper something into one corner of the room and a person standing in a completely different corner of the room and like can hear it well that's pointless because i want a loner in a castle no nope so i think that's tight as, as we all know i'm a sucker for loner with a big castle story. right like if you know because that's super tight to me because look you and your homie like let's say you like to people watch as you fucking do right I love you and your watching. homie can be standing especially in- from my lonely castle tower you and your homie can be standing in opposite ends of the party, right? And talking cash shit about people from opposite ends of the party. And people look, people might look at you like you a little crazy because you've been standing in the corner going, this bitch, this bitch thinks she got all the nice ass dress, but her dress ain't nice. That shit make her look like a potato sack. <laughs> and your homie be like, I know this motherfucker over here think he dancing, but he been doing the same fucking step for the last eight fucking minutes. I'm so tired of watching this bum ass nigga sweat on the dance floor. <laughs> Baby tonight, DJ God is falling in love again. How many babies do you think you ended up making last I, night? I played that song at the wedding. All the couples got up and danced to Elvis's wise men say. Yeah, Trust me, dude, I know what working weddings is like. I've heard that one yeah, many a time. Yeah, yeah, Oh, God, somebody asked me if I could play the electric slide, and I wasn't going to do it right because I was like, no, we're done. This doesn't have to continue. I am breaking what? the cycle. What else did they ask you to play, Doc? They didn't ask me to play God's Country. It was on the playlist, and it came on. And it was too late for me to change it because I had gone to but the bathroom. But it was bathroom. too late! I had gone to the bathroom. No! Cheer! Don't go! 
And that is why you never leave the DJ booth and you always piss in a bottle. But it wasn't a booth, so... Just another piss in a bottle, baby. Ooh, let it out. Uh, but it wasn't a booth, it was a table, so I could not pee in a bottle or else everyone would see it. And there were kids at the wedding, so that was not gonna fly. Just like I was not gonna drop my fly. Ooh, hey, dead joke. Anyway. And I admit, I didn't drop the mic when I uh, went to go do stand-up for my first time. Nope. I did not drop the mic. I... Uh, so let's talk about how it went. I don't know if you guys follow us on the Instagram, but if you don't follow us at the Flood Pod on the Instagram, follow me at Signature Doc on Twitter. And you can Twitter. follow me at Ziggy Starscream on literally anything. Anything. And if you followed us on the socials, then you would have seen that our main man, Zig. I took a leap of faith and stepped into the spotlight and again. And his feet wet out here. It's yeah. not like I, uh, I have any uncomfortable sense of talking into a microphone knowing that whatever I say is going to be projected to a bunch of people across the room or maybe even the globe. Hi, our listeners in Russia. It just, but normally we don't hear how awkwardly y'all laugh at us when we tell these jokes. Yeah, and uh, some of the fact is I don't know which jokes hit and which jokes don't. My Typically, because, um, you know, we speak into the void. In... To the darkness. We don't know how you guys feel. I feel like half the time, you know, y'all are probably yelling at the speakers like, why can't he ever remember anything? He wants us to believe he's so smart. I think that internally, but that's just me. But he can never remember. It might be a manifestation thing. I wouldn't have thought about it unless you actually said anything about anything. it to begin with. Uh, yeah, I did stand-up comedy for my first time. It went well enough to where I want to do it again. Hey, my man got a few ha-has. I did get a few ha-has. And the thing is, is the, the ha-has I got were improvisational. Okay. Improvisational ha-has are good ha-has. And all of the jokes that I wrote, like, all of them were, I was like, just did, were not right for the right crowd. So, so I actually just ended up going at a certain point. I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, isn't that all stand-up comedy is? We stand up here with a microphone and make an ass out of ourselves for five minutes trying to make an entire room of people in here who think they're the funniest ones in the room to laugh. And that one was the one that you felt like landed the best? That was your No, that was money that was have. the one that landed the second best. Okay. What was your what was your killer for the The day? one that landed the best was one of the women in the crowd. She was actually uh, the girlfriend of one of the other comics. She shouted up, I was saying something like, I don't even know if I have enough material. And she was like, imagine us in our, imagine us naked. And I looked and I was like, you see, I would, but these blinding lights still wouldn't let me see you. And even if I could, I would feel like the awkward one, being the only person fully clothed in a room full of naked people with a spotlight on me. And that one got, that one got the whole room to laugh. Yes, no, that was, that was pretty funny. Oh man. Look at you. So I feel like if I just go up you, with man. no preparation, ask the audience for literally anything, I and then disagree. scream into my self-awareness. I disagree. Now, I know you feel like you're pretty good off the cuff, but I told you I feel like what really was your downfall here was, you know, hedging your bets on the Catholic jokes. I did. I, I, I did. It was not the right crowd. 
You gotta have. It was the first thing that came to mind when I was like, I can write things that are hilarious but true to me, and then I realized that not everything true to me is true to everyone. So then the the other things that I actually realized though is if I just kind of like speak my internal thoughts that I know that everybody is actually thinking, but nobody actually says anything. So that's relatability, right? Is you felt like you writing about jokes that you thought were relatable wouldn't make you relatable because they might not hit to some people. Yeah, like it, you you can't but, really tell Catholic jokes to a non-Catholic crowd, but you can make a pooping joke. I don't necessarily. Because everybody poops. I don't know if that's true, though. I don't know if that's true. That's like saying a lesbian can't go up on stage in Nashville and tell a bunch of jokes about being a lesbian. And oh, kill the fucking I, also room. the other thing is, is I acknowledged that like Not that I had sh- wild jokes at the beginning because like the two people before me like one was this black woman who just like went talking to the point where even I couldn't understand her right what and do you mean she was just running a mile a minute she was running a mile a minute and using a lot of slang that I just oh. didn't even recognize Damn. I mean was she the, the crowd who was predominantly black ate it up yeah so, oh, so you were saying from a cultural perspective. From a cultural standpoint, I just, I, I got lost. I needed, you needed a translator? Yeah. Basically, if you think about it, like, the first, like, minute the white people were getting it, and then they lost it, and they were like, yeah. um, black people were laughing the whole time. Yeah. I think about the three-minute mark, I got lost. Damn. Damn. So, uh... But I mean, she was she was funny, and her energy, even when I had no idea what she was talking about, was hilarious. That just made me feel like you would last about 15 minutes into the cookout, and then you would be like, hey, yo, Doc, where'd you go? I am, uh, uh your uncles want to keep talking to me about day trading, and I'm, I told him I don't know anything except for magic cards. <laughs> I know a little bit, by AMC. Hey, yo, I heard about that on that, 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 uh, that Reddit. That Reddit thing, so you can tell me, you can teach me how to do that, huh? Can you do that for me, dummy? White boy, look, yeah, you, all you white people know how to do stocks and stuff, right? Look, 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 let me stop. I'd respond with, no, 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 those are Jewish people. Come on now. Ain't you a Jew? <laughs> Glennon, that's not a Jewish last name. <laughs> the host of the uh, stand-up night was, he was super Jewish guy, and he was leaning into that. He was really good. Damn. He was really good as a host. Like, he called me up, and he was just, All right, we have Ziggy, um, also known as some other white guy. Shit. Shit. There was a bunch of just, like, white guys there. And after they saw my, like, We Can Do It shirt, yeah, that was a joke that I knew would hit for, like, the three people that would get it. And it hit for the three people, and I was totally fine with it. That sounds like the beginning to the the setup to a joke. A bunch of white guys walk into a black black bar to do stand-up comedy. All right gonna write it with your help stop banging on the table uh i will help you write that joke but i will not I be still need, i still need to do killer mike joe rogan and russell brand walk into the vatican but i will not be responsible for what happens to you upon telling of said joke i mean i definitely did say some questionable shit completely unintentionally that I even apologize for. Oh no. Oh no. What did you do? I was comparing the uh, COVID to Black Death, and then as soon after I was like, oh my god, I'm sorry. To the plague though, but did you apologize because you called it Black Death? Well, I mean... All the black people in the front were like, oh, and I was like, oh, I didn't even mean like that. I'm... Damn, yeah, maybe call it the bubonic plague or black plague, not black death. 
choice of words for somebody. I know. That's why I said don't just go out there and wing it, sir. I know. I know. Because then you go out there and wing it and you get yourself on the internet for the wrong reason. And then this podcast gets sunk. Uh, then I have to go out and completely start a new podcast to save faith, face right where Would I Would you just, get another Ziggy? Would you do it no, like Carmine and nope, Gears of War? Nope. After that, I'd just go completely solo, right? Because every time, if I tried to replace you, right, then they would just be like, oh, he's just trying to replace him, right? But if I just do it by myself, then I can pretend like that never even happened. So you take Joe Button's bag. No, I'm just going to do it by myself and pretend like this never happened, right? Every time people were like, what happened to that other podcast? The Flood with Doc. Leave the blank space in the lettering. Just like crop me out of the picture like Joseph Stalin. Like, yep. yep. Be like, why are you not centered? He's like, don't worry about it. No, what happened to that other guy? What other guy? (laughs) He shot himself in the face with a crossbow. The guy that went on fucking, uh, what was it, Jeopardy, and (laughs) said the most annoying people in the world were niggers. Thank you, South Park. Naggers. Oh, that's... (laughs) The word was naggers. (laughs) But I didn't think it was neighbors. But you're right. It was naggers. Uh... But, yeah, I did... I got enough laughs, and I, I felt the spots where I was comfortable enough to realize that yes, I can do this. And people were telling me, they were like, one of the people, the the host was like, look, the first 15 times you go up is just getting up there. And he said 15, I was like, wow, I already know it's not gonna take me that long to get used to (laughs) Yo, no, I was just thinking like, I don't do stand-up because I think not cringe humor, but like uncomfortable humor is funny. Like I think not laughing at stuff that you're not supposed to be laughing at, but things that make you unintentionally laugh <laughs> because you're uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> like what? Wow, that's real awkward. How many times have you just heard me go onto a rant? Like I'll literally just start talking and words will fumble out of my mouth, and then I'll do something like, you know that time when you think about this thing, no. and it's one of those things you never actually want to talk about out loud, no. but the moment that I say it, you're like, oh, I totally relate. I'm talking about shit like Sasha Baron Cohen fucking pretending to go or not pretending going to Arizona and hosting a town hall meeting where he pretended to introduce the world's largest mosque and in case you were all wondering the audience yes yes they were yes they were yes they were and oh buddy were they not having it and one nigga actually said he wasn't a nigga by the way he <laughs> Total redneck asshole. He, was like, he just flat out said, he yeah, was, I'm racist against Muslims. I couldn't even get it out because I'm still uncomfortably laughing at that shit, right? That's what I mean by uncomfortable. That's my favorite kind of, like, wow, be he like. Do you really, on mic, like. Yo, how much did he say this shit was going to bring the town? They said something like $380 million. Yeah, yo, and it, they were like, nope. As soon as I hear the word mosque, I think a terrorist. I was like, wow, yo. It's like, these people really exist. No, I'd be like, this can't be real, yo. Like, it makes me so, like, I'm like, damn, yo, this shit cannot be real. Please tell me. These people, but then you see them, like, Walmart pictures of them ladies walking around with 
their fucking sports bras on as like skirts and stuff like that and you're like yeah i guess yeah i guess so speaking of those types of people uh, i saw on twitter trending earlier uh sarah huckabee sanders wrote an op-ed saying why she took the trump vaccine and you know what i was thinking about this and a couple of people tweeted about it they were like you know what okay it's a fucking cult if saying that gets them to take it so what you're focusing in on here if i'm gathering correctly was the fact that she called it the trump vaccine and their attempt to brand the vaccine in a way that gets people because remember the president got the ex-president the office of the four the office of the 45th president ex-president yeah ex-president let's just go with that everybody no wait special asmr feature the ex-president donald trump all right. No. Are we treating it like who else, who shall not be named? No, no, not at all. Because and by that I mean Mark Zuckerberg. Honestly, he's no, he was really no worse than the rest of them. The fact that he does have this fascist cult around him though is a problem. I don't like it. <laughs> Me neither. Um, What's more American, punching a Nazi or being a Nazi? I guess we'll find out on season, what? What season is this? 256 of America? Oh, of America. I was going to say the world, but that's me being American, right? <laughs> Thinking America you is You Western-centric fuck! God's country! Anyway. As uh, I said, we are going to do a... Actually, let's take a break. God's country, huh? Off the rails again. We're going off the rails again. Doc's just mad because he's tired and he hit me with a perfect segue. That's not true, because the segue is going to go totally off the rails again. We're going off the rails again. Is that your like 2000 pop punk impression? It was kind of like a Maybe like a Rush impression? No. My favorite Rush songs are all instrumental. Somebody's screaming at their radio right I now. I know. Like, that is not and it's how the one- Rush sounds at all! It's totally fucking White Leopard or some bullshit like that. I am Tom Sawyer and I mean want to cry and Tom Sawyer so and mean me rhyme. Woo woo woo! Who the fuck is woo, that? Woo woo woo! Rush! Oh. Wow. Okay, um, so. Alright, my name is Tom Sawyer, the mean, mean crime. I'm trying to remember the other really. I have to hear the. I have to hear the song because I don't feel like you're doing it justice at all. There's no way you could be doing that song any just. Nope, he's gonna play it. Hey, guys. I'm just gonna play like the number one rated Rush song, which I would not be shocked if it's Tom Sawyer. Which is a, uh, a personal hero of mine. I love Tom Sawyer. The book 
the character. character. The character. Yeah. The character is a personal hero of yours. Yeah, because he's real clever. That paint, that, that fence was real the, fun to paint. An N-word uses an N-word. uses the N-word a lot. For his so, quote-unquote, best friend, who is a magical Negro character. Look, I never said I wanted to speak the way... If you could tell Tom's, Tom Sawyer's story without talking. Like, if you just have him do, like, like pointing and everything... It would still be really questionable. I I thought you were gonna take the angle of the fact that uh, what you call it? God damn it! Because God, that is such beautiful music. Um, My per- personal favorite is the mindless self indulgence cover. What a name for an album. Uh, Mindless Self-Indulgence is a band, and Uh, I love them. They have a song... uh, What a name for a band. (laughs) The fuck? I think that you're dumb. No, wait, you're smart. Wait, no, I lied. I think you're dumb. They think you're dumb. I think you're smart. No, wait, I lied. Uh, Get it? Get it? Get it? You just don't get it, stupid motherfucker. Stupid mother... That's how the song goes. Yep. I wish I still had the camera on so y'all could see how, like... I've seen that band twice in concert. Blown I am in the face. The lead singer's name is Jimmy Urine. Is that his legal? No. That's his stage name. Of course. Uh, I I had to ask, their guitarist. Their guitarist name, his stage name is Steve Rye, and it's spelled Steve R-I-G-H question mark. Because when they right? when they were at yes for one of those first concerts they were at your name is Steve right and that's been his name ever since right like no that's uh, exactly why it's the fucking vocal fry yo we all have it it's, I feel like it's part of the American accent. This is, this is not the number one rush song. Yo. This is a cover of the number one Rush song. So what was the number one Rush song when you Googled Rush song? Tom Sawyer. Bullshit. I'm gonna search. I'm really, Rush! I'm really making him... Tom crazy. Sawyer! He's lying. He's not lying. Mindless He's... Self-Indulgence also has a Big Papa cover. <sighs> is there a ukulele in it? No. Okay. It goes, it's like super upbeat. It's it's like super crazy pace. It's like, I love it when you call me Big Papa. Like, <laughs> I feel like you would hate it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Which is why I'm not going to play it. Please don't. don't. It was the I perfect song I'm... for angsty kids in, in 2007. I don't, damn. I don't think our listeners deserve it. They've done They have other well. songs such as, uh, it's 3 a.m. You won't put out. Let's go make out with her friends. Make out wow. with her friends, friends. Toxic energy throughout the entire episode. I didn't even, I'm not even really turning it up right now. Like, I'm just letting it. My little self-indulgence are hilarious. Hilariously toxic like Tory Lanez. And by that, 
I meant dropping a banger, not shooting Meg the Stallion in the foot. When you cough, do you still have to call no COVID? Or like, are we- I didn't know that was a thing. Can we say pre-co and post-co? I told you that's gonna be the new BC and like AD. Like, it's gonna be pre-co and post-co. Pre-vid, post-vid, after-vid. No, it'll be PC and AC. Nobody wants to live in a PC culture anymore, exactly. though. That's the point. This is that's so it's post-COVID, or you could be pre-COVID. Okay. And then AC anyway, after COVID. back to the transition. A publishing company in Nashville is looking to distribute something called the God Bless the USA Bible. Excuse me. God Bless the USA Bible in time to commemorate the 20th anniversary of. September 11th. And I, I have things. Go ahead. Continue. I, I already have things. To, in Nashville? In okay. Nashville. Right. I'm sorry. I'm taking notes. Anyway. And it is going to include the lyrics from Lee Greenwood's song, God Bless the USA. But what? What? There are 600 pre-orders for $50 that will ship in September. And for $50. Yep. And How much people in 30 of 50 states have ordered it, with a higher concentration coming from Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Florida, and Texas. I'm... Su should I be surprised at Pennsylvania? I don't know. Tennessee, Florida, and Texas. I'm not surprised at any of the last three. So, run this down one more time for me. We're talking a Bible with the American Constitution. And the lyrics to Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA. I did not. Why is that? And it's like, and just in case you thought. Because that's this article from Washington Post written by Sarah Pulliam Bailey, who is a fantastic reporter. Just in case you thought we wasn't going to add a little flavor to it. The Bible, to quote the article, the Bible and government documents have often been weaponized in important debates over America's uh -uh, history. That's called spice. We put in the spice in it. You put a document made for a nation up against the many people believe that the words are God and those things are equal. Are you telling us these documents are equal? They're not even meant to be compared. For many Christians, it would be believed to be offensive. See, see, what you're saying to me is actually, that's quite basic and offensive is what you're saying to me because right now, what you're telling me is, is I have to go with what the Europeans are doing and I can't be wholly American with my faith. Sir, and I don't appreciate you telling me that God doesn't love America the same way I love God. The last line of this article is the one that really struck me, and it uh -huh. was just like fully sell out. If someone wants to showcase a sense of connection or political connection that complements their identity, purchasing a specialty Bible is a great way to do that. It's not as much a theological calculation <laughs> as much as an economic one. Ah, and that is a quote wow. from... What? That is a quote from Hugh Kirkpatrick, the publisher of this Bible. And I have thoughts. I reached out to a um, uh, very... to one of my very reliable Catholic resources. Can I just say the name Hugh Kirkpatrick sounds very racist? I don't know why. It just feels like 
he, you know, says the N-word and then spits afterwards wherever he is. You know, he could be in the kitchen and, you know, it's like, goddamn yams. And I was sent this article. Ah, thank you for stopping me from making a terribly insensitive joke. Anyway. I was sent this article by, uh, let's let's say, a very reliable Catholic resource of mine. Uh Uh-huh. Deep cloak, if you will. I see what you did there, uh, considering I'm a vampire. Well, I mean, don't Catholic priests wear cloak? Never mind. Anyway, go on. Anyway. Anyway. Somebody does White nationalism is a dangerous ideology. Yes. White Christian nationalism is a dangerous ideology and idolatry. You said it, not me. White Catholic nationalism is an ideology, idolatry, and bordering on heresy. Yikes. I see no lie. Anything that has us looking at our fellow human beings as lesser contains a seed that can and too often does germinate into a toxic, deeply rooted plant. Like a kudzu that covers everything and destroys. A dead sin because all racism is a dread sin that perversely forgets that we are all created in the image and likeness of God. And the tempts the stupid notion that some parts of God must not be as good as others. Talk that talk, Father. White Christian nationalism is the dangerous ideology placed before God. Idolatry is something beyond mere enthrallment. It's literally the placing of something else, like a wall or a screen, before God, obscuring or distorting our vision, turning our focus away from God until we don't even realize that we're not actually seeing him. God said blasphemy. Put up 1,000 flags. me. Put up 1,000 flags and Bibles all around you and keep looking at them, furls and pages all flapping energetically and identically in the breeze. Eventually, you have forgotten what heaven is supposed to look like, or that you can no longer quite make it out. That was a fucking bar, yo. You didn't even catch that shit. Bar! I know, I feel you. That, with that, what you said just now was extra heavy, though, for real, for real. But for anybody else who caught that shit, he gonna catch it when he go back and edit it and be like, oh my fucking God, this nigga is a madman. What you said or what I said? No, what I said. Oh. Yeah, you'll catch it later when you go back and edit this shit. I want y'all to tweet it out if you catch it. (laughs) I've seen rosaries where each prayer bead is a flag. Rosaries made from bullet shell casings, all supposedly meant to perpetuate the Save America. And speaking for myself, I find it horrifying. Hold on, yeah, time out, time out. Did my man say a rosary made of bullet shell casings? Correct. Is this, is this, do you feel, okay, so this is a trusted source of yours, right? This is oh, an this article is, oh, I was referred written. to by said trusted by, source. Okay, so you don't feel like that is an r slash? Okay, maybe not. Actually, I've seen all the things that we will put American flag print on. I'm so going to I tell totally you my, the, the phrase I have told you several times over the past couple of weeks. I'm going to end this with. But no, my question is: Is do you believe? That there is somebody walking around right now with a bullet shell casing rosary? 100%. Do you or do you not think that that person may or may also not sell meth? No. You don't think that they sell meth as long? No. Okay, good. Because I was going. Because I know what it's like to deal with a brainwashed Catholic. Would you or would you not 
say that it, it may be like dealing with somebody who was addicted to meth. Now that I can agree with. Exactly. And now. But it's the equivalent. The rosary made out of bullet shells is the equivalent of wrapping a crucifix up in a flag. An egregious act when Christ transcends every flag and nation and emphatically loves every person enough to incarnate, suffer, and die for each of us. I want to point out it said crucifix, not cross. Bars! A crucifix is one where Jesus is actually on the cross. Okay, so you're pointing out the fact that the specific a crucifix is distinctly Roman Catholic. The specific notion to detail there, calling out to what, would you say? Um, so this is specifically talking about Catholic nationalism, right? Right. And the fact that it would be wrapping up a crucifix, it would, if you think about that symbolically, you're literally yeah. putting something over God. Okay, so that's the the aim that you think he was taking was saying that by doing such a a sacrilegious thing like making a rosary out of bullet shell casings or wrapping the Ameri wrapping a crucifix in American flag print that they are breaking the first commandment. Thou shalt have no god before me, which is a little ironic coming from Catholics. But that's not the not as ironic. It's ironic coming from Catholics who support these types of not things. as ironic as a country who has promoted the idea of nationalist fueled religious fervor being the whole motivation behind terrorism, right? Like it was the whole motivational push behind Nazism, right? Oh yeah. So what we what we should do then? What we should do then is become super faithful and nationalistic too. Duh! The fuck? I'm, I'm actually trying to make some Everybody else point is doing it. I'm making a fucking point too, right? I'm just doing it in a roundabout shit posting kind of way. I do love shit yeah. posts. Because these shout out Perv. He's got the best shit posts. So, but here's here's my point though. These are the arguments that people will literally make. You've seen all gas, no brakes. You know how this shit breaks down, right? You can totally put forward a plausible argument to somebody, but as soon as you label it something like socialism or a mosque, right, as Sasha Baron Cohen did in that fucking sketch earlier, not sketch, but prank, whatever the fuck he does, whatever you want to call that. Uh, what, what did they call them? Social experiments? Uh, Trolls. People will literally, it doesn't take much for people to take something that would completely benefit them, i.e., I don't know, um, a vaccine, right? And not want to get it because of a narrative that has been spun around said thing. Or, you know, 5G towers. Oh my god, I can't get a new phone with faster speeds and upload times to look at all my Alex Jones podcasts because the government just wants me to get cancer that they're gonna implant in me with the 5G microorganisms. Well, for all of those people, to fall into any delusion that what Christ wants of us, first and foremost, is to save America, 
when Western civilization has seen governments rise and fall, seen even well-intentioned ideologies curdle as broken, faulty humanity and grandiose egos march together, is to reject what we have been given. We forget that Christ was raised and lived in an occupied land, and he wasn't running around trying to save the motherland. He was too busy teaching mercy, compassion, fidelity to God and one another. I do not disagree with that at all. As much as I'm joking, right? I'm joking because it truly is amazing to me how at its core, certain groups of them really have become blinded. And that's why it is like a cult, right? It is a nationalistic cult, a a nationalistic faith-based cult, right? We are not supposed to be selective in whom we're looking out for. We're not supposed to decide whether the guy in the de- in the decent suit doesn't need looking out for, just as much as the guy in rags. Bars! We're not supposed to decide a guy who thinks it's a treat to go to Olive Garden is sneer-worthy, while the guy paying $20 for a glass of wine on the Upper West Side is okay. We're not supposed to see a young man who has suspicious eyes on him all of his life simply because his skin is dark, and see none of his vulnerability, but only attitude or threat. We're supposed to be looking out for all of them and wanting their good, very basic thing, and we've lost it. We've lost sight of human decency. Jesus did not turn his apostles into soldiers. He turned them into martyrs. He said, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy. And we're all supposed to be doing on this earth is looking out for the other guy and keeping the awe of the Lord before our eyes. So the whole idea of placing Christianity with patriotism is false. Because, as I have said, and this is the line that I wanted to end this discussion with, even if America is a Christian nation, which it's not, Christianity is not American. At its foundation, (laughs) right? Like, unless you're Mormon, right? And you think that the Garden of Eden was in in Utah, right? I don't know. No, I mean, I don't know. Watch that South Park episode. They did it by the book of Mormon. They made a play about it, a musical about it. It's been wildly successful. Yeah. Dum, 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 dum. I'm not here to judge anybody on their faith as long as, you know, your faith keeps you, like you said, And doesn't impact the life of anyone else. And It doesn't infringe on the life of anyone else. Do whatever the fuck you want. When you start interrapping, where I start to have a problem with, when you start rapping your idea of what nationalism and your faith like how they intertwine, right? Like, All of these things going on with Christianity being used as a, a weaponized tool disgust me. It's now, like that's so. I need. Hold on. Let me go on a rant. Let me go on a rant. Used as a moral, like it's it's a moral narrative, right? It's being used, and it has been weaponized, and is being used to disguise dog whistles at this point. I joke about being raised Catholic, right? I hate the trite ceremonial bullshit and everything, but I do thank my dad for instilling in me that look out for the other guy side of it and that's always been my biggest takeaway from it like if people like i will say i'm not going to say whether it's an overall net gain or net loss that i went that i grew up the way that i did but i will say my biggest takeaway from being raised catholic or christian as a whole to do good 
Mr. Feeney, don't you mean do well? No. I mean do good. And do good recklessly. Like, I truly believe that if more people just gave for the fuck of it, that the world would be a better place. Just hold the door for someone. <laughs> if they, if I they, mean, sometimes if, it starts that simple, right? Or sometimes it's Jake or Logan, Paul, coming out on whose podcast was it? I don't even know if it was a podcast. He uh, just, he... <clears throat> radio interview. It that, like, that speech went viral. And yeah. I'll, I'll drop the speech right here. One of my biggest learnings from all of this, and I'm embarrassed that it's taken me 25 years to realize this. It is not enough to be not racist. You have to be anti-racist. Yes. Condemn those who feign superiority because of the color of their skin. Friends, hold friends accountable. Hold your family accountable. Hold yourself accountable. And most importantly, we must hold our authorities accountable. Police officers, politicians, policymakers. As Killer Mike said, Bully the politicians at the voting booth. Make your voice heard. Attend a protest. Speak up against injustice. If you're white, if you look like me, use your privilege. And for those who do not think white privilege exists, you are fucking blind. You are delusional and you are part of the problem. I can count on zero hands the amount of times that I have feared for my life at a routine traffic stop. That has never happened. Half of the reason I'm able to get away with some of my hooligan shit I do in my vlogs is because I'm a white kid. I'm confident that I do not have to fear for my life should the cops show up. Acknowledge and weaponize your privilege. I believe we're going to a protest today. You can bet your fucking ass I'll be in the front line. Knowing all this about America, its racially charged background, its inability to truly treat humans as equals, even after 244 years since its inception. We must now work towards finding the solution. And if you are an influencer or a celebrity friend of mine, I hope you are using your platform to continue to spread the message of solidarity and unity. I do not have all the answers, but I know we must now reverse engineer the system as a collective. Once again, he's not telling any fucking lies. So, a like, I wanted to say, doing is, those kind of pranks, like Boom Gang or whatever his name is, he's been arrested. I don't know how many fucking times doing that put him in a coffin, shit. And like Jake Paul literally sets fucking mattresses on fire in the middle of million dollar neighborhoods. I want to say that Logan Paul. I mean, same. It was clear. Like, Logan clearly wrote it beforehand. Which is not a bad thing. No, that's not a bad thing. I don't it means he took the time to really think his thoughts through. Yes, he was reading it, but that's not a bad thing. He doesn't want to be, have his message misconstrued. I think... Even if he had someone else write it for him, the passion he spoke with is really hard to deny that he didn't believe at least part of it. And even if he didn't, the fact that he now set it into a microphone holds him to that standard. And... I agree with that to an extent, but I think what's even more impactful is the initial impact that this is going to have with his fan base and for his brand, right? Like, cause let's not pretend like being woke isn't on brand right now and he doesn't have to at some point. It's not out. a brand for us, it's just who we are. And, and it shouldn't be looked at it as that, but as we've said, things like this have been weaponized, right? And that is what fighting for nationalism does. The and weaponization of the flag and the Bible infuriate me both. 
It's not just the weaponization of that. It is literally the weaponization of culture. That is why I have said from the beginning of this podcast that, that we, we put it in are yeah. in a civil war. Yep. And it is it's a, a culture war. Cultural war at this point that has not it has not spurred so it's like a cold a cold war, right? And a it, culture war war. A cold culture war? A culture war. Mm, I, we'll, we'll work it's a little word soupy, I know. Um, and there have already been, you know, inciting incidences that if this shit does hit the fan, will make it to the history fucking books. Yeah, like, like the sovereign nation of Chad. Uh, the storming of the capital. That that's that's fucking history books. That stabbing on the fucking train in Seattle uh, when that dude was trying to attack those two Muslim girls and killed that fucking marine. Excuse me, not fucking marine killed that hero and who tried to save them in the middle of that whole argument like that will those will be inciting fucking incidences to this culture war because that is what happens when you have a room full of people who are simply afraid of the word mosque the word mosque incites so much fear into them that they will refuse to hear out the entirety of the rest of the argument. That would dump $380 million I wasn't into even their gonna small put, town. I wasn't even going to put, because you can't, see, here's why I wasn't going to mention the whole money side of it, right? Because for somebody who is coming from a faith-based point of view, and you know this, a lot of them at this point will put God and country over fucking money. Right, because they believe that God and country will provide them with the life necessary for them to be comfortable. And the problem That's with you phrased is you said God and country as a oh as though they are equals. To any Christian, they should not be. It's not Christian, it's fascist, is what I was going yeah. to say. That's why I'm saying that is fascist ideology 101. So people that are acting this way are not acting as Christians. They are using the facade of Christianity to back what they are saying. And that's one of the things that when the left is critical of Christianity, they'll throw it out like, oh, he's a Christian, blah, 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 blah. They are thinking of the weaponization and not the actual okay. dogma. So, but can I say something though? I think it is not helpful to say things like they are not Christians because the second you say stuff like you're not Christian, then you automatically put yourself in a place of- They are not it's acting <laughs> according to Christian belief. I don't even think you can approach it like that, right? But uh, at its core, what I'm saying to you is, is we are so far gone that you can no longer recoup these people or rehabilitate these cult members, if we're going to look at them like that in this context, by approaching them as the other. That's not how you get a cult member back, right? Like you don't win somebody back from a cult by making them feel even more isolated and only appreciated by that group that they are I will are. stand on saying not acting with Christian dogma in the intent of Christian dogma. I will stand on that statement. I find progress in asking them where they got the idea, right? 
Like, because a lot of the times when you make flat earthers say their things out loud, you can tell there's a moment when they're explaining it out loud that they even stop and you can see it in their eyes, right? <laughs> like, when they're like, oh, I don't, this makes no sense. Yes, yes. There is that moment when you ask people to really explain what it is and you can tell how far gone somebody is, right? By asking them to explain how they got to this point. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, then you can start from there. Like, start the repair from there. I don't know if you have the time for that kind of shit. No, mama. Like, the, but that's my whole point. When we have these kinds of discussions, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it was. Just... It's important. It's it is important that Logan Paul did that. He is not his brother's keeper. He's not his brother. This nigga was like, "Look, y'all, I'm not a troll. I totally get it. I know I'm only famous because I'm white and I'm handsome. And now I want to be taken seriously. And I want y'all to understand that I take this shit seriously. And it's not cool. I mean, he says I mean? he wants to be the biggest entertainer on the planet. Is that what he's aiming for? That's what he said. And like I said, right now, Logan Paul, uh, like, like I was kind of like negative Logan Paul at first, but I think I realized I'm actually just negative Jake Paul. Logan Paul's kind of neutral, and now he's got like the two steps up for me because that Charizard flex was boss, and this speech was pretty empowering. I mean, empowering or... Stating the obvious. Exactly. Like, because then there's that. Like, thing, for right? me, I was watching it, and I was like... Thank you! Like, I was not, like, enlightened. I was just like, Jesus Christ, you fucking said it! I... And I feel... See, but here's the other side of that coin, because I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, he fucking said it. Right? I wasn't impressed, but I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Well, hey, yeah. Go for it, buddy. Good job. Like, I'm not mad at him at all, right? But... I don't see it... I see it as, like, a... Like... You okay. like you're not being a bitch anymore. Let me put it like this. I'm not trying to take away from what he did in a way to make you understand how I feel. What he did was significant in some regard. I don't know. We're not going to talk about what regard right now, but it was significant in some regard. I also feel like it was kind of just, you know, him spitting a couple of Jay-Z bars at a cookout. All right. By Chandler Rose standards, doesn't that get him in? My point is, is I feel like <coughs> acknowledgement goes a long way, but action goes even further. What does this mean? Will he, he continue? He did say he would be at the front of that protest. Well, that's my point. Like, how many people say this shit? Hopefully not Rachel Nichols. Come on, man. Like... I honestly feel like, yeah, like I said, good. Acknowledgement is good. It's good that we put it out there. It's good that he spoke that shit and he put some like real energy behind his words. And his base will feel that. His followers, his fans will feel that. And hopefully they will move Re they, forward. They will react. With more. Hopefully more in one way than the other. I would like to see what kind of action this promotes. You know what I mean? I don't, we don't need 
more reckless, like... The reckless white guys? More... More reckless, we definitely, like... We definitely don't need more reckless white guys. Yeah. No. We don't need any more reckless allies. Period. Right? We don't... At this point, we cannot afford to fuck up the movement. I've been trying to avoid all the crazy, like, political rah-rah talk because, I don't know, focus groups didn't really like it when I went on my rants about how cagey white supremacy was in this country. We have focus groups? Anyway. (laughs) I feel like, though, it shouldn't be ignored the weaponization of faith in this country and how a cultural narrative is being pushed behind that. And I feel like if you do listen to this podcast and you happen to be a right-wing listener or a faith-based listener, I don't know how you... I mean, look, hey, if you're a libertarian faith-based listener and that's how you wound up here on some fucking... McAfee shit, John McAfee shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually, so the Spotify algorithm is actually pretty good locally, turns out. Um, there I, was a libertarian yeah. guy I met that had heard of our podcast. That's, that's why I said this shit. You know, I feel like, you know, our demographic probably varies wide. I would like to hope. So, to my right wing listeners who may be finding themselves in a faith based situation where they are now being fed a uh, I here okay let me put it this way everybody pay attention to the narratives you are being fed how about that I got one for you Uncle Phil was to you as Mr. Feeney was to me nigga I watched uh, I watched both too also exactly why can't I have both teachers? See, that's where I want to get to. That's what the fuck Martin Luther King was talking about. God damn it. Don't make me do this kind of rant. But that's that's the exact fucking point. Like, why can we not just get to a point where it's all homogenous? Is that the right word? Yes. Like, where everybody is just... It doesn't fucking matter anymore. It's like why I mentioned I was really, really happy when I listened to the Loki breakdown of Jonathan Majors and not once the fact that he was black was brought up at all. See, but it, I, I also feel conflicted about that as a black man, right? Because taking that argument to me feels like, or taking that stance in the argument to me feels disingenuous, disingenuine to the black experience, especially in America. I mean, we African-Americans are a people who have literally had to invent a culture out of thin air because, and won all our own in a country while being rejected at the same time. And I still don't feel like, you know, those people who are pushing for, you know, narratives like not teaching critical race theory and stuff like that. I, I don't I don't know. It just right. really Go blows my mind and it just goes further to prove that none of this is normal. You guys be safe. Deuces. Get some rest. Hey, I'm supposed to speak last. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. 
time to 